0: So, uh, I don't want to go on and on about the smell in my office, but this does smell pretty good, this thing that we just opened.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean in a, the smell in a good way. <laughs> in a good way, in a good way, yeah, in a good way.
0: Um, I
1: don't want to go on and on about the odor <laughs> I emanating odor. I said, out I said my smell. office door.
0: It's, it smells delicious. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. This is a place that's actually very close to where I live, another one of those places that's yeah. close to where I live. Um, Humble brag. It is sort of a humble brag, isn't it? Let me see where, it, where it's coming from exactly. Hershey. Hershey PA. Trogues Brewing from Hershey PA. Trogues has been around for
1: ages. They're like one of the classic craft brew companies. They are.
0: Um, I always found their stuff to be kind of hit or miss, depending yep. on what I got, uh, until I discovered Perpetual IPA. <laughs>
1: And then it was hit, I assume. <laughs> then it was hit. <laughs> then
0: it was like, now I always know which Trogues beer I'm going to get, okay. because this stuff's fantastic. Um, and we were able to find it in our independent locations, which did is you, also better. Did you
1: get the new label or the old yeah, label? Yeah, the new one. Yeah, me pretty too. pretty nice. I like it. I like Fruit. it better than... The old label was okay, but it was like old label from the, like when they were just a little craft brew... <laughs>
0: They good yeah, nice design. They look like they, you know, they paid a cousin <laughs> to do the design or something. Uh-huh. This this is neat. I mean, it has like themes on it, right? So yeah. the hop is split in half and there's gears. Uh the R has a little drop that makes it a an infinity symbol uh, what do they call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh lemniscate or whatever. Um yeah. It has a funny font on it that that I think all what the What are the other beers you like from B2? them? Um I'm going to have to go back through and look. Mad um, Elf. Mad Elf I don't like. That was the one that I can think of, but it's not one I like. That's Everybody their, loves that one except That's one of their me. most popular. Yeah. It's, it's always everywhere. That's one I've had. It's that's okay. a good one. Yep. Yep. Um, trogues. I'm going to look in tap cellar. How do you like them apples? Um, I like apples. You like apples? Okay, good. Um, While I'm looking.
1: Other than that, I, don't, I haven't had a whole lot of
0: trogues. Um, is it because it doesn't make it up there or because you prefer to pick things over I think over because I've of... had enough that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like. Oh, I see. I've had Blizzard of Hops, which I thought was pretty good. Um, they have one called Hop Knife Harvest Ale, which is a decent one. Uh, it's a, one of those wet hop ales, so it's not so crazy. The other one that is uh, an A- uh, for the 2015 version, uh, is their nugget nectar, which I think mm. is awesome,
1: oh yeah, nugget nectar, yeah, yeah,
0: I have had that, um, and then they have this scratch series, that's which, what I was
1: just looking at their whole list of scratch it, yeah. these sound great,
0: yeah, a lot uh, of these great great through i p um, a you know that 's my thing, yep. I had one called Fresh Op 2014, one, 161. Uh, friends of ours had gotten a growler of that from the brewery and brought mm-hmm. it back, and it was knockout stuff. So, yeah, they have some good beers. I mean, if, if I was stuck on an island with Perpetual and Nugget Nectar for the rest of my life, I'd be okay. I'd, Can I drink this right thing now? Because I have had oh. a long, long Let's day. do it. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. Oh, that's
1: great. Good choice.
0: Mm. Yeah. I all right, like buddy. that stuff a lot. Um, I, knew, I knew
1: there was a reason I kept you around. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's just this beer.
1: That's um, <laughs> a good choice. Oh, that's really tasty. Oh yeah, man, yeah. I'm gonna have another another drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spent my day at the um, Chinese factory sim- simulator. Have you, ever, have you ever been there? They, I think no. in the U.S. they call it Build a Bear Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> you take your kid and. They... <sighs> They get a that's symbol what it of called. stuffed animal oh, from scratch nice. after waiting in line. You, grant, you have to wait in line an hour first yep, to do and it. And then pay a premium. And and then you, you pay for all kinds of crap to be stuffed in the bear.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh, she
0: loves it, though. Man, yeah, I mean, kids love it was, that. It, was it such was, a day, They it put was a little such plastic day for her. heart in there, don't they?
1: Yeah, and a little, like, I put, she gets an odorizer that goes in it. like smells like cotton candy or whatever. Oh, my God. So Actually, uh, we each got adorable. to pick one. She picked. She picked a rainbow bear and got it a dress and everything. I picked the cat and then I put underwear on it and and four four bunny slippers of and she did. was thrilled with my choice too. I'm sure she would be. That's so, actually pretty darn entertaining. Um, no, I've she I've also never... learned a valuable lesson about letting daddy pick her stuffed animals.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, my kids, um, well, they're boys and they they weren't really into teddy bears. Um so I lucked out and never and they went to parties where kids like you know, you go and do that stuff, but um they were never really into it that much. So I, I think I lucked out a little bit. Although it does sound cute, you know. It
1: it was it was fine. but you know, the the me that you're familiar with is standing there going, <laughs> We're waiting in line an hour to then assemble a teddy bear.
0: That I and then have to pay that a lot I then of money pay for.
1: for the privilege to have assembled it. Um <laughs> It, it was, it was fine though. She That's had, uh, I basically paid for my kid to be happy. What am I going to, what am I going to do? do. Right? So. That's what you do. That's what you do. So, you know, you notice Trogues has a big thing here. I'd never noticed this before. Independent Brewing, has that always been part of, like they kind of claim it as part of their name almost.
0: Yeah. I saw that uh, it also says handcrafted um, up at like the top really there. They're
1: playing that up now. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a big part of their um, shtick.
0: Well, if you look at the bottom right of the label, it says, Edit Trog's Artisanal Meats Mechanical in a state of IPA we call perpetual cycling through our hop-back vessel and dry-hopping method. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They call it an imperial pale ale, <laughs> which is really a weird, uh, instead of India pale ale, they call it imperial pale ale. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, they what right to be or something? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. Uh, six. Sticky citrus rind, pine balm, and tropical fruit I wouldn't disagree with that Uh, Mine's probably not as cold as it should be Um, But I'm okay with it You know, I notice um, Like we talked about the label This is a different They definitely took a different tack They have a different look and feel Much like What we're going to talk about today (laughs) Okay Uh, You like that? Uh, The way did that Oh, this she, is, is going to be a ranty one. This is, is going to be, this a super is gonna be Gabe going off the deep end, and I'll, I'll enjoy it. It's it's. I'm going to try to be actually the positive one in this one because um, I'm trying to remain positive about what happened to you, 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 you know, need know a it's budget. a bad
1: show when you're going to be the, <laughs> the positive. <When> one. I'm <laughs> going to be the voice
0: of reason. Yeah, uh, you need a budget. Uh, released version five yesterday, and you need a
1: budget. The the infamous, famous, infamous um, budgeting app that is kind of different than every other budgeting app in that, well, almost every other budgeting app. They're really focused on the envelope method of, you know, every dollar should be allocated to something. You don't just let money sit around and you don't just like look at it after it's been spent to see where you spent it. You plan ahead.
0: Right. And 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 we talked about it a little bit before and we went into depth with, you know, kind of how we handle our money and YNAB emerged as our uh, weapon of choice as far as because of that slightly unorthodox methodology, it takes a little bit of getting used to. But for me, once I got it, it really, it was kind of like OmniFocus. Like once it clicked with me, I was like, okay, I'm all in with this thing. And I used it. I actually bought it through Steam, through a Steam sale, um, maybe three or four years ago. And, um,
1: yeah, I... Which uh, maybe explains their current... uh, It could be, what I would call a predicament from my perspective. From their perspective, it's their business model. Yeah, Um, so
0: let's talk a little bit about what their business model is now. Um, It is, the the application is now all, it's a web app, essentially. Um, It is... uh, Yep. It was released yesterday. Uh, it is 50 dollars a year. or if you sign up for a year before the end of January, I think they give you 10 percent or so for life, so it's like a 40-something dollars a year. Uh, or it's five dollars a month. Uh, it's all online. Uh, there is no way to use it offline. Uh, they are <laughs> talking about you know creating a uh, a container, right, I- which is
1: in contrast, v- yes. extreme contrast to how um, they've delivered their service, and I would argue um, uh, how they've advertised their service in the past. Mm, in, in, in I hadn't that, thought about that. Yeah, in that it was it it was a desktop app. In fact, it didn't even integrate with your banks. You downloaded your, your CSVs or whatever files from your banks, your um, your financial statements, and imported them on your own manually every week or month or whatever you did. Never, in my and case, sometimes. syncing was through Dropbox, basically, if you wanted to use it with your iPhone. They had an iPhone app, but the app was not interacting with a web service at all other than to pull the, the updates from Dropbox. Correct. Right? Yeah. So that was that was, that was was how it was. Yeah, and now I mean, it's, like, flipped completely around.
0: Yeah, because uh, we talked about in the last show when we mentioned it, what drove me into the arms of YNAB was services like Mint and personal finance and stuff that's out there that is, I would say, Pretty competent, but it was all online, and so I wanted something that would not have to interact with anybody's servers or have their data sitting on their server, or um, you know, where I could run it offline on my Mac. I mean, it's like it, it was ynab for me was the perfect solution because I use Dropbox, yeah. um, and my my wife was okay with doing all the budgeting. So it really was the perfect solution for us. And yesterday, I got—I had to admit, I was thrown into... Version uh, five,
1: so they, they give a little teaser, hey, next version of YNAB is going to have like automatic <laughs> integration with your banks to pull your, your finances out of your banks. It's going to have some new tools for budgeting that kind of go a little bit beyond the envelope method, and it's going to have a total new redesign. And I was like... Yes.
0: Yes. I was so awesome. excited.
1: So great. I will gladly pay for an entirely new version for all that. Yep. And then <laughs> and then a day or two later, we got <laughs> version five and it is a web app and everything goes online into their cloud service. That's it. As of this moment. I don't think there's any desktop apps for there it.
0: There is no desktop app support. And they, they've said on Twitter, because I've been following Twitter pretty closely, <laughs> so that even if they do come out with an app, it will require the subscription and it will still require everything to be online. It's All not, right. So let's yeah. get it.
1: Let, let's, let's take the gloves off because I'm super pissed. <laughs> so and, am I. But, but mostly I'm, because I've recommended this to so many people. And I I, I did become a big fan of it. Like, I think it does work, the, like, keeping you to that method, even if you go off the train once in a while and get it back on the tracks and and kind of, like, fix your status pretty quickly and be good about your finances again, right?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, sure, but I know p- friends personally who had questions around, like, listen, I need to get a handle on my money. And I said, this is the hands down the best app you can use. I sat with them on the phone in some cases and talked over, you know, here's how you should do it if you need to solve this problem or that problem. And we got working solutions up for these guys. That
1: And their, their um, resources on their website are really great. Yeah, for like I, I, I did want all my to, training with them. Yeah, how, does this, how, how can I do this better or what's the right way to think about this? And that, that was really the thing is like they're trying to teach you to think about how you manage your money. Differently than yes. the way you probably learned how to do it and how you've done it most of your life.
0: Yeah, which is um, badly in my case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> so here we are. And now it's a it, it's an online service that they claim, don't worry. Don't worry, bro. We're secure. <laughs> don't worry. We got you. Yeah. And, and he's,
0: he's talking to two worriers here, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Um,
1: I just, you know, I read their security page, just it, which was... I mean, that's a great PR page. It's fine. It says, don't worry, we won't do bad things with your stuff, right? But mm-hmm. they also have to have all the same claims of their employees need access to the data in order to do whatever is necessary to run the service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may uh, parse, they may anonymize and and parse the data in order to provide additional services or to work with third parties. They may need to... um and over that data if they're acquired, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. that's these are all standard things. Right, right. I'm not okay with that with all my finances, yeah, it, which is why I left Mint.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say this is these are all the same issues that Mint has, right? That and they were acquired. That was the other thing. I don't know yep. if you were a mint user before they were acquired <laughs> by Intuit, but. I, w-
1: I was a mint user for a long time and yeah. through their acquisition, and I was like, I don't want anything to do with Intuit. <laughs> like honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't trust into it to to manage my stuff.
0: Well, I mean it's it is definitely a trust issue, but it's also just how much control do you have over your data? Like, well, not I just
1: mean, at least it, they they launched with feature parity and um, two factor authentication, so that's
0: that's good. Who did? No they didn't <laughs> oh, oh, you're being a wise ass, yeah, um, yeah yeah, so they launched with no reporting, which you know obviously it's a big deal to me, that's how I know
1: whether or not I'm being good and what I need to focus on to be better, yeah, and that's, that was it a wasn't big a big deal for me. for me,
0: but it's I can understand why somebody would. Use that for me. It it makes the most sense to have that reporting when you have a lot of history. And I uh, do fresh starts fairly often because oh,
1: see the history was key because then I'm like okay you know what how much is reasonable to spend on coffee right uh, like seriously <laughs> Maybe that's I, how didn't I did want it to know that. look at my history and be like you know I can say look I don't want to spend more than ten dollars a week on coffee but let's be realistic because if I set up realistic boundaries I'm not going to follow them once you just agreed to not follow your boundaries <laughs> they're worthless yeah i, mean, all I, I of was them actually are worthless.
0: i was actually coming uh through that particular thing today and uh, we can get it into a little bit of my experiment that i'm thinking of doing because it starts tomorrow um and uh, i was i have this this fund that i put money a virtual envelope that i put money in for mm-hmm. taking my kids out uh after work um you know I, we go out to dinner we have a good time and i always am thinking like you know depending on where we go and how we you know go to places like what do i do about this budget because i don't want to spend too much yeah. it's easy to go out and just you know can take a, a second just to as a oh, refresher yeah. what the envelope method is yeah let's talk about that. that's yeah, really sure.
1: important like um you yeah, know the olden days you would <laughs> the olden days 10, 10 years ago <laughs> yeah, last um, year. year. You'd have just a a really great method if you were having a hard time keeping to your budgets because like like we just talked about it if the budgets are all in your head it's really easy to just say you know what I just want to have a good time tonight. I had a rough day so I'm gonna we're gonna go out right and that that's fine you need to do that once in a while but the envelope method allowed you to have a real envelope with real money in it and you would look like oh I only have twenty dollars on this envelope so all my other money isn't anywhere that other than other envelopes allocated to other things. So you could say, all right, we're going to go out tonight, so I'll take $40 out of another envelope. And what that meant was, okay, now you don't, let's say you were saving for a new couch or something like that. You just took $40 out of that couch fund to put it in your going out fund. Right. And the great thing there is you're not working your way into debt doing that. You're You're taking from other things. You're reprioritizing what's important to you on that day but you're not you're not borrowing money from another person or another institution or anything.
0: Right, exactly. And and it is um I'll be honest, like it was a real mind bender for me to get to understand that. It sounds fairly easy when you explain it, but there's all these weird edge cases for when like When you
1: have a 100 envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you're like, well, you know, someday my kid will need braces or, mm-hmm. you know, someday I'm going to like in, in a few years, I'm going to put a new roof on my house. Well, you, in, in something like YNAB, you can actually set a, an envelope that is like every month I'm going to save a hundred dollars towards that new roof. And then after three years, I'll have the amount it takes to pay for the roof. Right. And so and you end up with a
0: ton of envelopes. You do, <laughs> but the thing that throws people off, and this is the biggest complaint that I hear Is, and you actually made it too, is that you look at your budget page and you've got all of this money that is kind of spoken for in all of these envelopes. And you Mm -hmm. think to yourself, I don't have any money left to spend because it's all spoken for. But when you go to your accounts page, you have these high numbers in there (laughs) and you're like, it says I have a ton of money in here. Yeah. Why does it, why do I not have money? But it's because it's all in those kind of virtual envelopes, just kind of it's essentially saying it's spoken for, but man, it really throws people for a loop for a while. Yeah, and you really me. have
1: to kind of commit to that, that you're not going to look at the actual bank accounts.
0: Exactly, yeah. Other than
1: to for the allocation purpose.
0: Yeah, and I try to always say that, like just ignore the actual bank account numbers, and people yeah. have a huge problem with that. And it, admittedly, because it's such a strange way, like if you've never budgeted this way, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Like, Like this is my account, and I think that's, what this is meant to solve is the whole i need to get a new mac this spring's <laughs> coming up i can afford it i'm looking at a my bunch bank of money account in my checking account yeah, sure exactly and then, then you, you <laughs> what you did is you just spent your roof or your car inspection or something because that money was allocated for that now you could say i'm going to allocate that money for my computer next month But then money has to come from someplace. Yeah. Like you can't just. And
1: and there's all kinds of things. Like if you don't want to be too nitpicky, you can say like, fine, then I'll have a mad money envelope, which is like whatever. And I put a certain amount in that every month and that builds up and then I can do whatever I want with that. That's not really what you're supposed to do, but you could do it if you, if you find it tedious to do all the, all the allocations.
0: Well, and you know, my wife and I each have a fun money uh, bucket you know, envelope that we use. And it's, it's, it's fairly meager. Um, And it's that way for a purpose, because I always overspend mine, and I'm bad about it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) so uh, I get the hairy eyeball about that often. But what the idea is, is that if I want something that costs more than that fun money bucket, I have to either get it next month, or I get less money next month, for that fun money, envelope. yeah,
1: or you, or you consciously look at the other buckets and say, you know what, I'm gonna delay, you know, repairing my car or wh- whatever. Whatever, yeah, I'm yeah. just, I'm gonna take that money out of the vacation fund, and now I won't have as much money when we decide to go on vacation. Which th- that's that's a like an adult choice. Yeah, it's a trade off. <laughs> Welcome um, to adulthood. That's all they're trying to trying to get you to do. But people who. Have gotten on the YNAB train. Love the app. Love yep. it. Love, 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 love it. Like yep. super the app's fans. Good. Yeah, the right? app's the people, good, and the
0: methodology's
1: good. But yeah. the people go nuts for it. Like if you go to their forums and like you know search them on Twitter, like they they have huge fans, mm-hmm. and um almost like Apple fans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're really nuts for it because I think it really does help people. Which I think is one of the things I am a little surprised with this transition, knowing their how passionate (laughs) their users are, it seemed like a very abrupt, poorly broadcast change.
0: And they they have, to
1: to be fair, they've said they're going to continue to support the existing apps through
0: this year, through 2016. Right. And And so they won't stop working. They just won't be supported any longer. Right. And
1: they just, and like they said, you know, uh, if your OS, if the OS changes after that, we won't, Probably fix it to, to right. make it work again. And
0: and to be honest, uh, you've commented as well as others. It's not like they they updated the app with any great you know changes over the last few years. It's always been just maintenance. Pretty updates much been the same. Like yeah.
1: same app. In fact, they haven't had many updates at all this year.
0: Right. For well, the app. And now we know why um, because they were <laughs> they were abandoning it. All their dev resources were on this, which they still you know, and they admitted. Uh, maybe it was on Twitter that they don't have the reporting, or uh, there's a couple other features. Have that you still been in their in forums? Um, I looked around yesterday. Um, um, there's a, there's a lot. <laughs> what I would say is a
1: good balance of extremely unhappy uh, <laughs> with rat- users,
0: rapturously happy.
1: Yeah, with with the very optimistic users. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen anybody be say like, "I this is great." Um, it does exactly what I need. What I've seen is, looking forward to the future, please add reporting. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, there's a few things. I use the, um, the shortcut keys a lot, because I'm a nerd, and that's what I do. Uh, and there aren't any shortcut keys right now. Like, you can't even jump. Uh, if you bring up a category list, and say you have those 100 envelopes, usually you can just hit the first letter and jump down to the E's, you know? Um, yeah. Can't do that yet.
1: But So I, I, just, I just don't... So, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit more. I I just it doesn't feel professional. Like the the whole transition doesn't feel very professional to me.
0: Yeah, it should have been uh, a a month of people getting their heads around, you know, here's what we're doing. We're launching as a web app on, you know, December thirtieth. Uh, I would here's... have
1: argued longer than a month. They knew way before a month that this was what they were doing. Like, this mm-hmm. had to be a roadmap for over a year oh, to make to this admit. transition. Yeah. yeah, And to basically let people know, like, we will be transitioning to, you know, a a hosted service, an online service from a standalone app.
0: Yeah. And in, in a sense, they didn't have anything, maybe, I don't know their business, but it seems like they didn't have anything to lose because they didn't have a subscription model that was going to lose subscribers, right? Mm-hmm. And and I kind yeah, of understand. and then,
1: uh, then explained you'll be credited the cost of the app if you buy it now. You'll be credited towards the, the new service if you which want. Which they are
0: doing, but you know, but it's just they're doing it with no warning, you know. So they're doing it kind of, you know, for all the people that bought the app two days ago, not knowing that this transition was coming. And they're like, hey, wait a second, now this thing has a, a shelf life of one year. They're saying, well, we'll give you you know credit towards the new app. But yeah. if you bought the app like you and I did, as an offline application that syncs with Dropbox, like mean, to me, that's like my nirvana. You yeah, know, I don't it's want like,
1: the, I don't. The, the problem is, is, I don't want that transition. Um, partly because I don't. Th- this entire thing looks like they're not mature enough to manage that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, just frankly, I, they seem like super nice people, and I'll give them that. But the app should have had a beta mark on it. And, but they didn't do that because who wants a beta financial <laughs> service? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Exactly. Right. Um, and they wanted it for January 1st, very obviously, because that's when everybody redoes their budgets and their yep. finances and they make they're, their they're New, New, Year's. New Year's. resolutions. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So they wanted it out there for that, but it's not, not ready.
0: I, I would argue that it's not feature complete, but the stuff that I, so. To- really?
1: How, how well did it sync
0: with your accounts? Well, today they all sync. So I think that what happened, so so here's what what happened. Yesterday, uh, when they announced it, everybody was like, what? (laughs) And took a look at it. Some people signed up right away. I was one of them just because I was curious to see what happened. And you get a month free. So I figured it's it's fairly risk-free to just log in and see what's going on. but what happened was.
1: Well, it's, ri- it's risk f- so free as far as costing you money.
0: Yeah. I, that's, well, that's just my if, opinion, opinion, if I wanted to see it's the not features. risk free. If I put a dummy budget in, it was risk free. Oh, okay. If you don't have a dummy
1: budget and you don't have real numbers in there, yeah, then. But you just see,
0: see what the features are and all that stuff and see if it's stable and crashing and all that stuff. So I think what happened is they released a new version of YNAB, the, the standalone app that has a import into the new system feature and it crushed their servers. Like mm-hmm. it like severe meltdown because everybody did it all at once. Hmm. And um, so uh, they actually put up a, an invite type of portal, you know, thing where it's like, Hey, uh, um, if we want to, uh, you know, keep letting users in here, we had to put, put up some sort of a gate because, you know, and throttle them in some way. So I know people... That's not concerning uh, at all, Jeff. Well, see, here's the thing.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't mean to be... Well, (laughs) that is kind of disingenuous
0: (laughs) only from the standpoint of, like, I run a production system that runs uh, production reports all the time. And four times a year, it gets crushed because it's quarterlies. But to properly like minimize the blip of those four days, it would be like eight times the hardware cost to make that work. And so I think that's why a lot of but these. But they're com-
1: running on AWS. That's, that's their big claim to scalability.
0: Mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: They, they make a very clear statement. We're all set because we can load balance through AWS. Mm-hmm. That clearly wasn't true. Or their load balancing methodology is not, May not have appropriate. Worked. And I understand it's very hard to do performance tuning in advance. Correct.
0: Um, in a live fire environment. So I don't want to sound like an apologist. It obviously should have worked and it obviously shouldn't have had well, issues. Didn't and you
1: lose information that you were messing with at no, one point? No. I thought you said didn't. you lost your connection yeah, so, and so lost well, your
0: This was kind of weird. Um, you and I were talking as I put in a number uh, in one of the budget. Uh, you know, cells and I hit uh, enter and it, it gave me a, like, we've lost your connection. But what was funny is it came back a few seconds later and that transaction, had, I guess it had been cached and saved because it still worked. It was just mm-hmm. one of those, like, I was actually kind of surprised that I didn't lose the data, but it still sucked that I got the error.
1: Yeah. I was reading through Twitters, <laughs> all directed at YNAB. Yep. And there were very, very serious problems for users. People super irate about having lost their data, um, having haven't mangled when it came in.
0: Oh, really? Oh, through the import process.
1: Yeah. And uh, real, real unhappy. (laughs) Uh, And again, there were plenty of people that were like, oh, I took a look at it, it looked cool. Um, I'm well, i saw actually to pay um, more money.
0: On Twitter today, people saying import happened with no problems whatsoever. Uh, looking forward to playing around with it. So I don't think this, uh, while there may have been problems, I don't think it was everybody had a problem with it. Oh, um, no, it
1: clearly wasn't. Several people were definitely happy with the way things transition.
0: Right. Um, I think for me, I looked on their website and it said, here's the, they had a transition from YNAV4. And YNAB4 was, it, it had all these things like reporting, we're working on it. We had to, you know, deprioritize it to make sure we got everything stable for the launch, blah, blah, blah. But um, uh, it was like, okay, I, I guess I understand this. Uh, one of the things they said wasn't going to work was importing from winapp 4 So I said, okay, it won't be there. So I'm just going to recreate my existing budget, kind of like a test budget from scratch. And lucky me, I had just recreated my budget from scratch on Saturday. Anyway, I did like a fresh start type of thing. So everything was kind of minimized and cleaned up and newly bucketed. And I had no history in my other budget anyway. So I didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me, the numbers matched fine and all that stuff. I didn't I tried to hook up one of my accounts just to see how that process would work with bringing in your transit transactions, uh, and I got an error. That's when I mentioned to you, like I couldn't sync with these other services anyway. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure it was just load because I tried it this morning and I was able to do it no problem at all. So I don't know. So
1: let me let me ask you. Yeah. Um, had you had the same experience with Mint, would you be so forgiving?
0: Uh, hmm. Had I had the experience with Mint? Because I've, Mint, Mint was, I never had any technical issues with Mint. Yep. Yeah. I always just had issues with, I, I guess maybe being in development, I'm much more uh, patient with things like that. You know, when I know when somebody launches something on I, I am totally Epic patient
1: day. with development until it has to do with my medical or financial records. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. I
0: expect
1: it to work for the features that exist because I, I don't think that that's a risk the consumer should be willing to take on. Right. Which, which gets me to something I want to hear from you, which is how is this transition good for me as the customer?
0: How's the transition good? I would no, argue. How,
1: how what, What's the value to me oh, I see. in them changing their business model to this
0: online service? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, it's going to benefit them because they'll have the subscriptions. So that's <laughs> no, why they no, did it.
1: That's what, That's not what I'm asking. I know
0: what you're asking. I'm getting around to that. Okay. Um, so, I mean, clearly, the reason why this was done was for two reasons. One is they hope that the features that they implemented, which I'll talk about in a second, are going to be enough of a value to drive people to the service. And B, I think, or two, is that... Um, Selling shrink wrap software is, is hard because somebody buys mm-hmm. your software. I mean, I, buy, I bought YNAB once four years ago, and they never got another Steam. dime from me. Probably, probably for sale. <laughs> for like half price or something like that. Yeah. And they never got another dime from me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they just may have, been, may have seen sales going down and thought this isn't sustainable business model. We're either going to go out of business or we need to change our business model. I'm just extrapolating from what it looks like. Um, but why, why does it look that way to you? Why does it look that way to you? Because they completely changed their business model. That's why, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying like that's has to have been a factor because why would you go from a shrink, well, shrink wrap software, you know, it's all online. Maybe
1: development could be easier. That, that could be one. It um, could be, it's yeah. more universal. You don't have to make different versions of the application.
0: That's definitely true.
1: You don't have to worry about somebody else's OS supporting the the feature. You might to
0: some degree, but yeah, that's, that might be true for the most part. Yeah. Um, I
1: don't think any of those are the reasons. Well, so the reason I it's, it's interesting that you think very obviously, which is what I agree with, which is this is all for their benefit financially.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think there are, there are features, there's new features that are great for users too, which we can talk about. But to me, the interesting thing is, When you undertake a change that's this drastic, without saying ahead of time, like you said, like, if they had broadcasts two months or one month before this happened, hey, we're making a change, they would have borne the brunt of this. Uh, they
1: just would. It would have been earlier. it would have been earlier. Mad right? earlier. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That the, they obviously made a decision, and like you said, you may see it see it as um, immaturity. I, it it might have been maybe naivete is a better word for it. Thinking we're going to turn the key on this thing on the thirtieth, and everybody's going to love it, and we're going to be good. I don't think anybody could have thought that, just given the drastic.
1: You uh, know, I would have. <clears throat> I probably would have given them more benefit of the doubt had I felt even. Um, a little bit that their security model seemed mature.
0: Yeah, I think the fact that you you brought up like five minutes after uh, it released is the fact that it doesn't have two-factor authentication right out of the box. It's yeah. 2016, and
1: it doesn't have two-factor authentication for a brand new financial service. Right. To me, that is – and they claim that it's coming. They claim it's in their forums that it's definitely going to be – an. An option, it should have waited for that then, because I think that 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 type of stuff is crucial for a f- something that you you don't just put in your one bank account. You put in every bank account that you have. Well, you can all of your, but you don't have
0: to. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Some
1: dreams for the future, yeah, <laughs> new car, new house, like everything that you want to do with your money is put into the system all your bank account information. In fact, now you're put. if you want the automatic syncing, you're putting in your credentials to log into the accounts.
0: Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I had kind of encountered this a few months ago. You, I forget who sent me a link to it. It was a, it was a website called Personal Finance. And it had gotten a lot of good rave reviews and um, a lot of the same issues. Uh, also betterment. I talked about them before. Yep. In, they they f- to my recollection, when they first launched, did not have two factor authentication. It came shortly afterwards. Personal finance, I think their initial version was just a web. It's all web app. Um, there's yes. a mobile version. Um, they use it's really touch ID now. Like Meant to, right? Yeah, it's more like Mint, Actually, yeah. Um, with YNAB, I think it's slightly different. Um, I never had all my accounts in YNAB, Uh Just because of how I use it. You but know that's
1: that's to be fair, I just wanna be like frank here. That's not the suggested use. The suggested use is all your money is supposed to be accounted for, every dollar.
0: Uh well no, not necessarily. Um because there is always off budget accounts that I would move things out. See to me a budget is just the working dollars. Like it's the thing this the money that comes in that gets put in envelopes and moved out. Um And so I would often move it to – they call them tracking accounts now, but I would call them off-budget accounts, which they would basically – I would kind of move that money out of the budget and just have – so it really depends on how you want to use the app. But I guess I'm just saying it never bothered me because I keep a very small number of accounts that are kind of – you know,
1: Reading through all their descriptions and all their mm -hmm. classes and all that stuff, my impression was – that the key to success is to allocate every dollar towards an actual goal.
0: Yes. Every dollar that comes in should be allocated to a goal. I well, agree Well,
1: Every dollar, including like I have a savings account, mm-hmm. right? Money just basically goes into the savings account. Right. But according to their methodology, the dollars in the savings account were supposed to be allocated to, why are you saving it? No. Yeah. Money, money not allocated to a like a goal in your life is not useful hmm
0: yeah i don't know that i I and this is kind of just how we buy into these methodologies but to me part of a goal is just growth like just money growth you know and their investment accounts or something like that so like retirement or whatever, yeah, or, or whatever. it's like the goal is retirement so that so ac- do
1: you allow yourself to take out of your savings account for uh let's say
0: you want a new mac yes but that's not a track. That's not a but tracking account.
1: Exactly. The savings the
0: f- account is in my budget, but those tracking accounts are not. I don't put that kind of money in investment accounts. I put it in a savings account.
1: But your savings account is in there. Yes. Okay, so your investment accounts are. I, maybe I'm confused about. Um,
0: yeah. So so I'm talking about like in a bank. I have a checking and a savings account. Mm-hmm. And um, the savings is kind of like all the stuff that's in the envelopes. You know what I mean? Like uh, the the goals I have, new roof, whatever. That stuff is in the savings account. But if I want to move things to an investment account, like say that savings account has more, like I don't have any, I don't want to put anything else in these envelopes here. I just want to put it into a, a retirement account or something like that. I'll, I'll just do a moved to off budget account envelope that takes out a chunk of that savings and just takes it out of the budget completely. Like it disappears from the budget. But
1: then you would allow yourself to take from that?
0: Oh, uh, no. I, okay. If it's in a retirement account, it just kind of goes away. Like, it's, like, not in my budget anymore. It's kind of not, not hidden from view, but I would never take from it because it's a retirement account anyway.
1: Okay, th- that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So it is money allocated. So in a sense, that's an envelope labeled retirement. Yes. It right? just
0: happens to be an entire bank account that I don't hook up to YNAB, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get I I get you. That's... Yeah. um. But I, I don't th- – maybe I'm not using it as the kind of like the the gold standard of how they want you to use this stuff. But I guess what I'm getting at is when it came time to hook up accounts to YNAB or personal finance or all that, um, I was basically putting in credit card accounts and a checking and a savings. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. um, which is, Sorry,
1: I don't, am I coming across argumentative? I just want to make sure I really <laughs> nail this down because I, I do feel like you um, – I'm a little bit too pissed off and you're a little bit too defensive of their new model. And yeah. This is just my – and by saying, oh, well, I don't put all my accounts in there, so it's not a risk. Oh, no, I feel I guess. like that's, that's kind of like
0: – No, I totally get it. Giving like them it's, a pass. And it's still a risk. Even if I'm putting in three accounts, even if I'm putting one account and it's a, it, you know, it's like a, I have this one account that is just essentially a check card that I put a tiny amount of money into, um, for doing testing like this. Or, you know, if I have to use a, a card different the a credit card or debit card different from the one that I usually use, even if I put that in there, it's still a risk, um, if they get hacked because my personal information's in there and all that stuff. So I'm not saying there it's risk-free in any way, but I think we haven't gotten to the benefits of using their new version, which these features won't be in the YNAB for, you know, they won't make it in there. And so, so. the
1: benefits are. Okay.
0: Um, well, we talked earlier about the account downloading and syncing for me, the reconciling was always a pain. Uh, in fact, yep. one of my banks doesn't even support the export. Into <laughs> Quicken accounts. So <laughs> no, that's, that's, they dumped I it have, out to. I have, uh, yet.
1: I have five bank accounts and every single one of them has at least Quicken.
0: Well, this one has an account, this has a way to extract it as a common delineated file, but it's not in a way that will import into YNAB. So I basically had to oh, take this sucks. Excel and reformat the Excel in order to import it every oh time. Oh my I gosh. To do it. it was a complete pain in the ass. Yeah. So. I just was like this I just would never reconcile that account to be honest with you. I just wouldn't even bother. Um and so having that hooked up, and you know, we've used Mint in the past. That was a great yep. feature uh to to have that. Cause then you hit this reconcile button and it's like, is this what your bank says it is? Yes, it is. Okay, well you're good to go. You're done because well, all those
1: and in mint, you didn't even have to like manually reconcile, it would just always be siphoning out your data and and populating and it should match
0: exactly yeah and
1: if you had categorized previously then it would continue to categorize um you know appropriately so you'd get lots of bang for the buck for that right um but for for me importing was it was fine it was just like my weekend process i would download import and um ynab would do a pretty good job figuring out what categories things were in right automatically. So that
0: was, it was a big one for me, but I can understand it not being a big deal for others. Um, One of the features that they added, which I think is, I wouldn't say long overdue, but extremely useful is, uh, they called a credit card feature, but I don't know if they have like a, a, like a complete title for what this is called. But um, essentially when you set up credit cards in YNAB now, it sets them up in uh, such a way that in your budget, there's now a section called, uh, what is it called, credit card payments. Um, And what it is, is essentially a forecast of your credit card payments for the current budget period. And one of the things that always blew people's minds is how they do credit cards, because they don't want to deal with a special credit card payment bucket when they're playing with this because it's, it's all sorts of gyrations you have to go yeah, through. Yeah, it was
1: really just a transfer. Transfer,
0: exactly, right. So what it does now is if you... And, but, and yet, if you're like us, we buy a lot of stuff with a credit card and then just pay it all off at the end of the month. Um, if you're buying things that's, through that's the credit not card... That's normal. I know it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you're buying all those things and you budgeted for them to begin with, mm. it's like... Well, it's yeah, I owe the credit card for this stuff, but I already kind of put it in my budget, so I know that it's an okay purchase. Mm-hmm. So what they did is this credit card payments thing is, as you buy things, just and you put them in using your mobile app or whatever, it basically goes down to this credit card payments thing with a green number saying, hey, all the things you bought so far have been budgeted. Good job. Here's what your credit card payment's going to be at the end of the month. Or if you're spending on things that you didn't budget for, it will start turning that number red saying you just spent a whole bunch of money on stuff that you hadn't budgeted for. And you know, you're know screw- you screwing up your payments essentially. And it yeah. shows you how much you owe. Uh, how
1: How is that different than if you just put a credit card into as an account? Because mine did – basically I got the same thing done. It would automatically figure out the categories for my credit card and yep. go –
0: It does that. I think what it's trying you to do is – spend too much
1: money on coffee.
0: Yes, it's it's, yeah, red. it's basically a little forecast view of your credit card spending is on track based on your budget or your credit card spending is not. And you can turn it off and hide it. It doesn't affect anything about your payments. But for me, it's really helpful because now that it's doing that automatic downloading of transactions and stuff, I always know what's going on with the credit cards. Without, I mean, I can go into those accounts mm-hmm. normally uh, and take a look, but it's not... Um, it wasn't as easy to see this type of a forecasted view. And I think it's, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, it's, I've only been using this thing for two days, but so far I can see that there would be value there. I'm curious to see how it reacts when I start um, doing things like buying computers. Um, <laughs> there's a One of the things that was always um, difficult, not difficult, it depends on your point of view, Um, But if you were spending money against one of your envelopes and went over, the number would turn red in YNAB, saying that you've outspent your bucket, your envelope. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you would have to basically find some other bucket and subtract from that bucket and then add it to the other bucket to make that both numbers green, right? What you can do now is just click on the red number and it'll say, take from what bucket? And you hit OK, and it just does all that net balancing okay. for you. Um, it has a thing called uh, the age of money, um, which I haven't seen in action yet because it it needs at least 10 days' worth of data to start working. But what it does, it's meant to reflect how, how well you're doing with forecasting your budget uh, money. So if you are... Spending money that it considers old money, it's like um, you had you budgeted. As...
1: You have to explain old money.
0: Yeah, I well, I don't know exactly Are Rockefeller.
1: <laughs> no,
0: no, but like if I uh, if it's March and I budgeted for March numbers in December, that money is three months old. Like it's it's meaning that you can now forecast or budget out three or f- as many months as you want. Uh, as long as you 've got money to cover it um so that the money that you you can see how uh, it's kind of a a metric of how well you 're doing staying ahead of the curve on spending and savings and budgeting um so it's it 's essentially just a kind of a rule of thumb or a factor there so if you're if your age of money is like you know Ninety days it means that you are doing a good job staying like three months ahead of your budget, which I think would be sometimes difficult to do, but um you know, I think it's a neat metric the way to describe it. I just don't know how much value it's going to have for me down the road, so it's a feature it seems kind of interesting it's just three question marks in the top right of my interface right now um One that was kind of funny is, and you mentioned it, that now that it's a web app, it works with any HTML5-compliant browser. Uh, I told my wife, I was like, this is great in some sense now because you could just look at the YNAB stuff whenever you want. And she gave me this look like, why the fuck would I ever want to do that? Like, my wife wants nothing to do with the budget, really. Like, she doesn't want to look at it. She doesn't want to deal with it. She'll enter her stuff in the phone. Well, plus, partly because you chose...
1: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> the budget application and system you yeah. follow.
0: Yeah, well, you know, she, it's funny. She actually attended all the, they do these online training, online training seminars with YNAB. Mm-hmm. And she was there with all of them. You know, like she sat with me and we went through and she asked questions and like she, she bought into it. It wasn't like me saying, we're going to use this app. It was like, I had this idea. In fact, looking back, I think she was one of the she was the one who was saying I wish we had a better idea of how well we're saving and that started me down the whole road of how do I do that you know because I was using Mint but I really didn't feel, feel like it was helping me manage my money at all um and I had had a simple bank account where they talk about this kind of like put money away for a rainy day or set goals and I just never was uh, comfortable enough with simple because they don't have any branches, et cetera. That that I could use that. So I started looking at a lot of different apps. One of the ones that you and I talked about yesterday, MoneyWell. I looked at that one, uh, and then I th- don't know if somebody recommended WineApp or maybe I was just looking through Steam sales <laughs> one day <laughs> for video games, and uh, I saw this. You need a budget, and I bought it. In fact, a couple of my friends have bought it through Steam as well. In there they're nerdy gamers and uh and there i would say there is uh, concerned trepidatious i don't know what what the right word is but everybody that i uh, that i know and have talked to you probably at the top of the heap are not happy with this transition so i don't want to i'm not a cheerleader mean, for this <clears throat> or anything Do you know
1: if if your other friends are unhappy for the same reason yes like security the security the online issue? model
0: Uh, They don't, they wanted a, they all chose YNAB for the same reasons you and I did. It's a standalone app that does not... It's totally within my control. Totally within my control. I can take my little data set and put it wherever I want, you know, and it works with Dropbox. Like it was, it was a solid solution. And this transition is, it is like the exact opposite of that. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: so, so just a few things about <clears throat> money. Well, I've only spent like a day or two. Yeah. I think I've made it pretty clear. I I don't intend to st- stick with YNAB. Um, really? I didn't pick up on that. I, <laughs> it, it, I just, I, I don't think that the, the way they've handled this transition is very mature and that it gives me <clears throat> that feeling of, um, I don't want to look back and say like, wow, there were big signs like you were being a dummy choosing this. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the things that you expected it to have as far as security, well, I'm talking to myself cause that's what I do. <clears throat> um, <laughs> the thing, the things that, that I expected it to have when like the very first second somebody said, uh, okay, it's a, it's a web app. I was like, okay, well, they better have state of the art 2015 security on top of this thing Mm -hmm. and i just don't think that that's there i think that there's plenty of like my first question to him on twitter was and i wasn't trying to be a jerk i was like okay two-factor authentication is not mentioned uh can you tell me what's going on there number one number two is they they talk plenty about audits and doing everything right so i said can i see a copy of your audit can you post that somewhere so we can see what your last security audit looked like, and I don't know if you've ever participated in a security audit.
0: I have. It's unpleasant. Um, it's like a pathology exam. they
1: extremely detailed on purpose because that's when you find the problems. Because people can say all kinds of stuff, and then you get in like like people say, well, only people with this um, with this title in the company have access to the database, right? Mm-hmm. So only senior DBA and above. As access to the database and then you get into the audit and you're like hey did you know none of your employees actually have titles like you just call them all engineer mm-hmm. so one, once that gap exists internally you're like well then it was all for show like you don't actually have a control in place that says only a senior dba can get access to the database because you don't actually have somebody called a senior dba in your environment. Mm-hmm. Like we, that was actually like the result of an audit. And then we decided not to go with that company. Um And that, that kind of thing, I think, would I ask my bank for that? No. But then again, I choose my banks based on their track record with security too. I don't use bank of America. I think they're a bunch of douchebags, <laughs> right? I don't use Wells Fargo. I think they're a bunch of douchebags. Hmm. So,
0: um, I think it's really – I don't want to malign bankers, but it's really easy to be a, a douchebaggy douche banker. <laughs> um, I know I, – I, I mean, you hear all these breaches all the time because these old institutions don't have the, the enough security to deal with what they need to deal with. I do think they're doing a fairly decent job. Mm-hmm. All of my banks right now have like what feels like 20-factor authentication. Like I know. It's insanely difficult. It- um, it's
1: difficult to the point, point of annoying, but I'm actually happy about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, that's what I want. Like, I want somebody to have multiple hurdles to log into my account. And telling me that you'll lock the, the account after multiple failed attempts with the password, congratulations, you made it to, like, Two thousand and one mm-hmm. like, that 's not modern security that 's just locking after failed attempts that 's well i mean
0: i I think part of my problem and i 'll be honest is i don 't know enough about security standards and practices to look through this. They have two documents they have a security document, and then they have their like how their implementation stuff works. they have a link mm-hmm. to Heroku, which is uh, the thing that they're using to interface with AWS, and they have their security policy, and then they have um, basically all of the data that you used. So the way that the data is connected to these banks to download your transactions is not YNAB. Basically, YNAB is handling that handing that off to a company called finicity
1: yeah and that's that's standard yes right every service in fact i wouldn't be surprised if mint didn't use the same certain same company but once they get the data and it's in their database it's within their control and they're responsible for whether or not it's encrypted at rest and who has access to the right you know any master keys that exist and how is it encrypted and um you know we we it's only been not even a year since we've seen multiple company breaches where the initial response was uh oh it was encrypted in our database yeah but the key was also in there right <laughs> yeah. so they got the key along with the encrypted data that that's of no use. Yeah, so. it's, it's
0: one of these things where it's like I, you're balanced it's a balancing act, right? So if you want to use the service or use any service, I mean I use TD, I use A Bank, T D Bank. They're from Toronto or something like that. I mean I've been yeah, using they're, them they're for a years. Huge bank. Um like if they were hacked, would I stop using them? Probably. I don't I don't know. I mean, Target got hacked. Everybody like you can yep. only control your data so much. And yeah, your point of saying, yeah, so I'm not going to put it in this kind of untested, untried
1: No, no, no. no that's not what, that's not exactly what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying I wouldn't put anything in their container. What I'm saying is I'm not putting everything
0: in their yeah, container. Okay. Yeah.
1: So just like I wouldn't use all of my credit cards when I go to Target <laughs> at the same time. Here, spread this $15 of Hershey's Kisses across 12 cards, mm-hmm. please. Um, I use one card. Right. Because I'm trying to shield myself from, um, their ineptitude. Yeah, you you Same and, and I, I are very Home much Depot. similar
0: in that regard. Yeah, and yeah. it's
1: also why I have five bank accounts. Yeah, I I don't want to be in a situation where somebody gets into my my primary bank account
0: and it's locked.
1: I'm broke.
0: Yeah, right, or and I you, can't or pay mortgage or something less like that. less volatile. as it? it they, they just lock it, saying we have to resolve this, and you're locked out of your money for two weeks. Yeah, or so like I, that. I take care. Makes sense
1: and. I am cautious. I'm I don't think I'm a tinfoil hat kind of person, but I do do take extreme care. And it's one of what's one of, again, one of the selling points of the system. And I could swear there was a <laughs> a blog post there or something where they were like, and look, we're not like those other competing yeah, products that are online. You control all of your data. And it's it's on your computer and I just feel like that's... Well, if they were playing it up,
0: they were dumb, because that was the reason I picked them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I totally (laughs) get it. Like, that was the reason... That's why I'm
1: a little surprised that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm
0: going to give it a try. Well, like I said, I'm giving it a cautious try. I'm not jumping in with both feet. I haven't deleted the other app from my computer. But I felt like, um, like I said, if I was using this as a soup to nuts, all of my accounts... like funnel into this thing and they now have everything they know everything about me I would probably not do that um but I have a very Mm -hmm. kind of small footprint for how I use YNAB and so you know even if they were compromised I wouldn't be fully compromised if that makes sense you know what I mean like it's worth me trying it out because it's a Until I find a better solution, it's like how I manage, it's like how I stay sane with money, unfortunately. Of course, no, I
1: I, that's how I feel. I I wouldn't be pissed if I didn't love it, right? right, Exactly, good point. You know, if if mint hits when mint got sold doing to it, I wasn't pissed, I was like, oh, well, there's my reason to leave, yeah, (laughs) it already wasn't great, and so now I'm just gonna go somewhere else, and it was fine, right? Right. I'm kind of pissed because i've recommended it so much
0: um on on the on the principles that we talked about right you yeah. you recommended it because it's all it's offline works with dropbox yeah i was
1: like man just keep it on your own computer and and honestly i don't recommend i don't use the dropbox thing we don't use the ios apps
0: because mm. it, it just didn't make sense well if your I, wife I, doesn't I, use it there's no reason like yeah, if you do I, rec-
1: I rectify every week anyway yeah. i reconcile every week i go through and and re- download the statements and evaluate, and that's how I stay on top of everything. So um I didn't sync through Dropbox. Right. And that made me feel good. Like, it's all right here on my computer. Um, and my computer's secured. Even if they stole it, they're not getting into all that right. data. Right,
0: and you we've talked many times about how you're very belts and suspenders around how things get backed up, so you're mm-hmm. not going to lose your data. I think the other benefit for me, and I, this is just maybe how I use YNAB, but I see YNAB as a very kind of – Lightweight, almost transitory system, right? I yeah. recreated this budget um, last night in the web version, in
1: which was probably a good exercise on its own, right? Yeah, because to you go you through re-
0: reevaluate things, and I renamed which I had stuff. Just
1: done, and why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I had just spent my holiday break kind of redoing everything. Yeah, that's what I did. Resetting on all my all my envelopes to basically zero, and the reallocating everything for. Like, the life I wanted to have. Yeah. Right? That was, that was the way I thought about it. Um,
0: so, alternatives? Yes. Yeah, so, so, let's talk about alternatives, because I think we have kind of talked about the features that you'll get. Uh, and then there's features that are coming that obviously... Which, it's just, <laughs>
1: uh, just honestly, none of those features require an online app.
0: No, they don't. They require... You to have an account if you want to use this feature. Yeah, like, no, you know what i No, I'm I mean,
1: it, none of those features required them to convert to being an online app.
0: Right. But I'm right, saying, web app. Yeah, I totally agree. But you're, they could have
1: done all of those inside a thick client or, or, you know, a desktop app. Which
0: I would have greatly preferred, I completely admit. But if I want to keep using YNAB past next year, this is the choice you have to make. And I don't know. So anyway, let's talk about alternatives because you and I both started researching them yesterday.
1: <laughs> yeah, friend, I've I, like I, I was I had other projects in mind. Yeah, instead I started evaluating financial software, um, personal financial software. There's there's always Mint, I suppose, and so that was. Uh, sorry, I, keep, I hate to keep hitting on this. At least Mint had a reason for it to be a web app. They had notifications and all kinds of stuff built into it that was, you only would get through a hosted service mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, by the way, you just exceeded this budget. Or, hey, by the way, you just got had a bill come in. Like, those were things that need to be hosted. And I think that is much more compelling than um, you can now automatically download from your bank. Because Moneywell yes. has that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so – uh, it's funny. I mentioned this to you yesterday. You had, you had found Moneywell, sent me a link, and that was the maybe f- third or fourth one I downloaded when I was doing my quest for the ultimate budgeting app. And I tried it. That was the one that I was like, this one's pretty cool. It's kind of old school Mac design. Um, but uh, I put all my accounts. It's been in updated. It, I'm sure it, it has. I it just the screenshots yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was, eh, it looked okay. I downloaded it. So, uh, but uh, at the time, I didn't understand the envelope method, which they talked about, which they use, and so I was like, "Ah, dude, I have no idea how to use this." Yes, thing.
1: <laughs> I went through the same thing, and in fact, I only went with YNAB based on their strong um, fan base. Yep, and the training because I didn't understand the envelope method completely. You know, I didn't understand the signing dollars, every dollar to something.
0: Well you you understand it at a kind of like word level, but not at a, what am I supposed to do with this level? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, I'll put money in envelopes. Sure. Yes. Well, you know, how do I do why that? Why don't these
1: numbers match?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> you, my, you, you, you know, why do my bank accounts
1: show so much more money than than uh, YNAB? Right. But MoneyWell is, I would say, even more hardcore about the, the envelope method. Mm. If you read through their... Discussion, a description, like they go into this whole thing about credit cards and you know, saying like you really shouldn't carry debt on a credit card, and that's gonna make everything harder because you you have like you you're drawing from money that doesn't exist, right? Right? And and I thought like that's really good logic, and then I read through like how they're breaking down envelope or. They're, what do they call them? Buckets. Buckets, they I They yeah. like, the
0: call them buckets. Which I think is <laughs> why I call them buckets because I looked at money well. I still call them buckets.
1: And, and the very first thing that caught my attention that I really liked was they step into it really simply. Like, look, you're going to have all these bank accounts with money. First thing you do is you assign all of those to an income bucket. And just that alone was like, oh, I see. Yeah. So now you don't look at the actual account buckets. You don't care about the dollars in those. Yep. Once
0: that happens, you happen, only it was... look at
1: the income bucket. Yep. And that is the real bucket of money, and then you allocate from the income bucket. So you basically allocate every available dollar to your income bucket. And then you then you allocate from your income bucket to whatever else. All the other
0: yeah envelopes or buckets or whatever they are whatever you want to call them. yeah I'm, I'm looking at the app now it's um they have a sample budget you can open up and it's uh i don't remember how much it cost i bought it on the mac app store it was, ages ago
1: i think it's normally 60 bucks on sale right now for 30 bucks or at least it is when this
0: show's recording good time for them to go on sale and they do i don't think it was related i'm just I saying had, <laughs>
1: i think they had a, like a holiday sale and they just left it running a little bit it's um, just smart you can hook up your actual accounts where you choose the bank and you put in your credentials and the and um the app will log in and pull down the statements um they have some interesting ideas about spending plans which i honestly don't grok yet uh-huh. <laughs> the, and the, that, that i think is the big difference between YNAB and money well money well is
0: more complicated. It is. I'm looking at the spending plan tab right now and it's like, what? I don't even know what I'm looking at.
1: Yeah. So it's basically, you know how you allocate, you allocate to your buckets and in YNAB each month it will, you can say reallocate what I allocated last month. Well, this is, this is kind of like a way to proactively do that where you say like, you know, at, on the first of every month, go ahead and reallocate what I have. This is the breakdown and what buckets they should go into. And, or you can um has a fill buckets which basically then you don't you don't allocate it just looks at available money that you have and p- tries to put them in the buckets based on what you've told it your spending plan Oh is. that's
0: interesting. Huh.
1: Right. So so if you have more money come in you can just say like this is how I want it broken down and then it will try to automatically do that.
0: Yeah, I, I think I at least uh owe it to myself to try this out because it it looks it's no, it's no looker. I'll, I'll say that. I mean, it's no. <laughs> in
1: fact, the the reports I think
0: stink. The reports look like um, reports you would have generated maybe in Visual Basic six in nineteen ninety eight. I mean, they don't look good. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. A, they're basically black and white text with numbers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, if you're being pragmatic, well, what else do you need? But still, you know. I like a chart here, here, there. Yeah, on, throw me it's, a chart. it's,
1: it's not great. No. I do, I do really, really wish I had better, um, reporting.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's rec- better than YNABs nice. right now, so.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> better than YNAB
0: 5. <laughs>
1: YNAB 5. Yeah, no, YNAB 5's
0: reporting is really awesome. <laughs>
1: just, I, really, I agree. Sets a high bar. I, yeah, so I do think, I do think Bunnywell is a little obtuse. Mm-hmm. and um, And buggy. And a bit bug, it could be a bug or it could just be, I just don't even understand how to use some of the features. And I've mm. been reading, it's been a day. Like, it's been a day where half the day was spent me re-downloading statements for n- different periods of time. Yeah. And re-updating re-up- my buckets and tags and categories and all that stuff. Rethinking <laughs> just,
0: it. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I went... I went to bed last night I was just very conflicted. (laughs) It's like, that's how much this has affected me. Because because
1: money's a big deal. Well,
0: and my app is something I've used every day for four years. You know what I'm saying? Like it's every day, every transaction I do goes through my app into this database. And it is, it has helped, actually has completely changed how I view money and how I save money. It's helped us get on the, on track of like eliminating debt and just getting a better handle and understanding how that works. And so to have it change so drastically and so suddenly with no like set recourse, like no I just that I think you're right. Like that that is the big one. This lack of warning. And then because I was dude <laughs> I'm pathetic, but I actually put a reminder on my calendar. New version of YNAB exclamation I know, point. I, I did the same thing. God. So I scanned their website several times during the day. Yeah. I, kept trying,
1: it, I kept hitting the update button in the app until the until the app froze on updating. <laughs> which was apparently the sign that they released the new web the new version. version and everybody yeah. was
0: trying to update their app. So <laughs> I see the update on Twitter and I'm like, yes. I go over there and I'm like, what? The hell. I was just so crestfallen. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's kind of like that that acceptance. Okay, well, let, let's see. Maybe it's not all bad. Let's start taking a look at this. And th- the thing that bothered me is it's like you can't even see how it might work until you sign up for a free account. Then it'll let so you just start thing, looking
1: like at the, the The whole idea of like let me see how – let me just try it out. Like that doesn't make sense to me considering one of my key concerns is that it not be <laughs> – Posted online. That's like this car only drives backwards, and I'd be like, "Well, let me just try it out. <laughs> eh, Maybe I'll get used it to it. Looks nice." <laughs> it well,
0: just, yeah, it's is the question I was trying my to answer. One
1: criteria
0: is, is, is not that, there. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, like I said, in the intervening time since I chose YNAB for being offline, I've also tried online ones. It wasn't like I was not All right, looking
1: so, alternatives. In your in your vast explorations, my vast being the Marco Polo or finance
0: software. Uh, well, none of them really did what I needed them to do. Um, okay, so what, personal, what are
1: some other options though to look at? So, so Mint, Mint. I'm actually considering going
0: back and looking at Mint. So there's one called Personal Finance, uh, which is Personal a, Finance, Personal Capital. Wait, no, let me find it. Oh, it's I have it right here. I think it's called Personal Finance. Uh, it's called Personal Capital. Sorry. Personal, you're personal right. Capital. There we personal go. Personal Capital. Um, I created an account on there uh, to take a look at. I don't have it on there anymore, so I can't log in and and, uh, and see it. Um, they don't have two-factor authentication, I should mention. Um, and you do the same thing that Mint, that, uh, Mint and mm-hmm. YNAB do. You put all your account information. It sucks all the transactions in. Uh, one thing that Personal Capital does well is really good with visualizing money, uh, it, like with graphs that overlay your account as yeah, you and it's, log it's in.
1: Like, me, it's really a retrospective
0: Yes, that's the thing analysis, that turned me off to it. Yeah.
1: Which is like, okay, well, I want to see how I've been spending money. And they have some projection stuff. Like, if you keep spending like this, this is how much you'll have saved in a year, kind of thing.
0: Right. And uh, I, I thought it was nice for what it was, but it wasn't what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't, wasn't
1: what you needed to keep your finances. That's in order. exactly
0: it. So, um, so that was the one that I looked at. Then I thought, well, maybe I could go deeper in with Simple because Simple has a great iOS app. Um, it has like a really nice website. It has the budgeting stuff but not to the extent that, that YNAB does but there's a couple of reasons that I don't like that one is it's a it would only work with one account obviously that's a problem um, the, the the other thing is that you can't have joint accounts and you can't have so my wife and I couldn't use it so that, that one was out um, I looked at MoneyWell again like you did um, that one is not a bad choice I know that they have an iOS app to allow you to put in transactions while you're on the go, that sync with mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. Uh, database, it still uses the it actually uses the same methodology as WinApp. It uses the Dropbox folder to do all the synchronization to the local database. Um, so, to me, the leading contender is if I want to stay local and I want to stay in sync. Um, my wife and I can both download the app. We can both use MoneyWell. Maybe that'll work out. It's just You know, I'd have to see. So I'm kind of in this uh, state where I want to see what YNAB is going to do over the next few weeks. I want to see what MoneyWell is going to do because I have it. I mean, I have it open and it's up right now. I just haven't put anything into it. So I don't know. What about you?
1: Well, I mean, if you're if you're okay with online budgeting, um, then there's tons of other services in this fray. Yes, that's um, true. Let's see what are ones that I have here in my notes. Um envelopes.com. That's a weird <laughs> that's another one. one. Um is it good good budget, I think. Uh Good budget is another one again online. Um I'm going to give iBank another look. I always felt iBank was way too complicated in like a meaningless way okay (laughs) like like, you know what i mean it's just you got to turn a bunch of knobs and do a bunch of stuff in order to get um just simple stuff done i i never really i used iBank for years and i was never super thrilled with it um this was back when it was like the only game on ios
0: um have you ever heard of one called level no no. Um, it's when it launched a couple of years ago. Is it another online service? It's an <laughs> online service, mostly out of your phone. Uh, mm. Level money. And it's really, it seemed to be aimed more at a <laughs> younger crowd, uh, mm. people who are just kind of living free and easy and using their app to manage their money, and everything's cool, man. Damn kids. damn kids." Yeah, it didn't work for me. Money
1: money doesn't have any real value. It's all paper, dude. Exactly. Why don't we just all agree it has value? Just
0: wave your phone, man, and Square will hook you up. (laughs) Now, so uh, that one didn't resonate with me, although I like the design of the app. Um, Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's... I'm no, there, really there's pretty much
1: nothing that really excites me in in the category at all. Nope. Like because they're all either online or not very good uh Wineab was probably now Winab Classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, YNAB Classic. is is probably the leading one in that area. Then I would say Moneywell comes like a um not so close second and then I'm going to try out iBank.
0: Yeah, but to I, me
1: I don't, I don't want to take it If I'm going to take it online, I'm going to go with a big um big company. Yeah. Somebody that I feel has the experience and in infrastructure. Yeah,
0: there's um, there's nothing to fault that logic. I think I'm going to do slightly different from you and try out Wineab with if it's my kind of limited budget experiment, which we'll talk about it another time. Uh and I may end up going back to Winab 4 and just riding that out for a year and you know see what's out there a year from now yeah, because I'm a it's a
1: little I'm a little surprised no bank is offering this is offering their own solution in this category
0: I think we mentioned before I would say 99% of banks suck and can't even get the basics right well um, I
1: don't know some some of my like I use uh well, I use one of the banks I use is E-Trade and they use some other under under the hood, they're using some um, some smaller bank mm-hmm. that actually handles the the banking piece. But like their apps are good and their website's good. And I'm I'm pretty. They have um, touch ID. So does yeah. I mean, every other the bank I've Betterment used has does. touch ID now. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: uh, I'm I know. Which is
1: nothing for their online service. It just means their phone on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Whoever whoever has access to my phone. You know, unlocked in the unlocked state, which is very rare right. these days. Um, can't just get into the, can't just get into the app. But as far as online goes, E Trade does not have two factor authentication. Nope. Um, There's a lot up. of
0: them that don't. I ever since you mentioned that, and I was like. I was at first, I was like shaking my fist in anger, like, how dare you not have two-factor? And then I started looking at my other apps. I'm like, oh damn, a lot of these don't have two-factor authentication. Yeah, but that's the
1: thing. That's like, I, I understand that. And that's why I don't put everything into one bank. Yeah. Because I don't want to worry about being compromised everywhere yep. at the same time. And, and granted, let's say, I, I've, I've definitely, while I sound very ranty, I've tried to rationalize myself into using <laughs> the new App. Oh, really? Because I... Yeah, of course, because I really was happy with it. And I was like, okay, well, what what's the worst that could happen if they get into App? Like, they log in, they get into my account, or somebody, some disgruntled employee uh, does a database dump or something like that. Right. Um, what's the worst that could happen? And honestly, it's pretty bad that it has all my account info. <laughs>
0: right, right.
1: <laughs> it has... It, it has everything, and, and I think – I'm guessing the way that they're doing the automatic syncing is they're using the credentials one time to get some type of token
0: that they then store. I think that's what they're doing, yeah. And they, um, the, the data should be – I don't but think they, they still store- definitely
1: have the bank account numbers, right? And, um, and the I last four I deposits or transactions, which is usually all you need to do to change <laughs> your
0: – yeah, for maybe, I, I, I hope they do some more disclosure on that because my understanding is that finicity thing, it basically gives them a token. They don't actually have your account information there. Um, it,
1: comes, it usually comes down in the data sync.
0: No, it could. It could. I, that's the problem is I don't know. It's so opaque to me at this point.
1: So, so the simple CSV that, that comes down from a bank always includes the account
0: info. Yeah, that's one of the things I like about uh, the um, Apple Pay. Is it gives you that kind of genericized token, yeah. which is nice. So, speaking of genericized tokens, <laughs> what good beers have you had this week? Mm, genericized tokens.
1: Oh, <laughs> you, always, you always catch me off guard without Tap Cellar open. <laughs> now I got to open it up.
0: And- All right. Well, you're opening Tap Cellar and sorting on date. I had um, Global Warmer by Six Point, which was fantastic. It's their Imperial uh, Red Ale. Awesome. Um, I had Naughty by. Flying Dog. They have two beers for the holidays: Naughty and Nice. Um, The Naughty is a Belgian dark strong ale with some sort of crazy, like jalapenos or something in it. Did not like it. C minus. I had the Schlafly uh, St. Louis Brewery Oatmeal Stout. I thought that was pretty darn good. I gave that one a B. Um, I had a beer that I bought when we moved into this house. Two years ago, White Monkey by Victory. Uh, I bought two bottles, one to drink and then one to age. And when I had it, uh, I gave it a C minus because I hated Whoa. it. Yeah. And I you even bothered aging it after <laughs> that. So no. So then I had it aged over the holidays and it, it went up to a B plus. Wait, how long has it been aged? Two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So two years aging and all of that sweetness that was just too cloying and uh, just, you know, typical golden mm-hmm. monkey really had kind of evened out. And the oak from the, it was, it's a golden monkey aged in white Chardonnay barrels. Oh. So the tartness. So it got a little tart, yeah. Of, yeah, added the tartness of the barrels and the, and the oak you could taste, but it didn't have that overwhelming sweetness. It was a really pleasant beer, um, but man that I don't have any more, and it was two years old. So it's a long time to wait to drink a beer. Yeah, but it was worth it, right? Yeah, it turned out to be worth it. So uh, what did you have?
1: Well, as a disclaimer, this was the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a lot uh, over over the course of several days. I'll I'll just hit on a few of of the ones that are standouts. I had the Enjoy by 1225, which was... Awesome. That might be one of my favorite enjoy buys. It was so, so good.
0: Yeah. I had that Um, one two weeks ago. So before. A
1: minus on that. I had Trappist holiday ale from Spencer brewery, which Mm -hmm. is, I think the only Trappist official Trappist, um, brewery in the United States. Oh yeah. You told me about that place. They made a new beer for the holidays and it was a little too spiced for my taste. I give it a B. I don't like, I don't like spiced ales. Um, I had uh, the In Excess IPA from Sierra Nevada. It was okay. It was a B. Sam I think you and I had Sam together at some point. Um, Possibly. Which is Avery. Oh, um, yeah. Barley yeah. wine. Yep. A-. Oh, super good. Wow. It'll kick your butt, though. <laughs> uh, toaster pastry from 21st Amendment. B+. plus. Uh, the Vic's Secret Space Cake from Clown Shoes.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So, you know, I'm a big fan of their space cake. Yep. Vic Secret is a variation where they, use, uh, they dry hop with um, a New Zealand hop, I think. Um, they take space cake and they, they dry hop it. And it was way better. It, w- it was excellent. I give it a solid A. Um, nice. Really fantastic. What kind of New Zealand hop? Uh,
0: Matayuka or whatever?
1: Oh, uh, I got to look it up. It's not in here. The The description um, doesn't have the info about the hops. I can look it up, though. Um, Flight of the Angry Beast, another one by Clown Shoes, hmm. which is an A-, fantastic. Um, they have a series just called the Beast Series, and this one is blended one-third. Let's see. One-third undead party crasher aged in bourbon barrels. One-third blakehorn. Unidragon aged in scotch barrels and one third billionaire aged in scotch barrels. Oh my. So it was good. It tasted like an old ale. Um, I think it's technically a stout, uh, but it was, it was fantastic. That's great. Breakfast stout. Um, Always two thousand twelve Always good. good. This is an A and I had Nebuchadnezzar by Omnipolo last night. Hmm. That was a B plus
0: nice you've had some a lot of b pluses in there
1: uh, well for the holidays i like to well, i also had bourbon county browns uh bourbon camp bourbon <laughs> county brand coffee stout wow um a minus and i had the bourbon county brand barley wine that's also an a minus those were both 2013s
0: nice yeah you're so. you were hitting on all cylinders this holiday <laughs>
1: <laughs> I lived it up, so those were all top-notch beers. I usually save my top beers for the holiday. Nice. Break. Well, I want to drink crap while it's well, <laughs> you know, know it, getting in
0: the in the Christmas spirit. Exactly. Um, I don't blame you. So yeah, we had some pretty uh pretty good weeks there as far as the beers go, um, which is good. So that's the time yeah, to drink. No anything. doubt. Now I have to go on a diet.
1: <laughs> Same here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty serious holiday uh, celebration. <laughs>
0: you need to buy new pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, go enjoy your pants shopping. Make sure you put <laughs> it in your budget. I'm,
1: I've just given up. I'm just not going <laughs> to wear pants. Just no, moves. That'll solve that.
0: <laughs> nice idea.
1: So. Um Make with sure. with that, please keep me posted if you find something better to oh, replace you, you know
0: I'll be talking to you about it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm all so I'm so
0: depressed now. I know. I'm gonna go jump off the roof. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>